Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox, and I'm Josh. I am Jimmy. Welcome to Friday, January 11th. You'll not listen to it on that day, but we're here. In January. In Austin, Texas. You're not. I'm not. It's beautiful. Well, the listener is not. Oh, that's true. The listener is actually in January 14th right now. Oh, very Isn't that nice. Weird? It is. They know things like Back to the Future. We do not know. <laughs> like we talk about this every time, but oh, who if, wins the Super Bowl? If, no, no. If the Cowboys win this weekend, oh, that's right. They will know. They will know. We do not. We do not. What are the still... odds? Let's let's put on our sports hats for a second. Okay, we got time. What? Let's break no, down. No, this is a perfect intro to what we're talking about today. Let's the break. NFL. <laughs> Let's break down the the Cowboys. What do you think? Just go put your something on the line. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I'm saying. No, but give me a score prediction, and we'll see how right you are when the listeners listen the Monday after. Twenty eight, twenty one, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, twenty eight, twenty one. Dallas was built. To beat L.A. They're not built to score in the red zone. They're going to have some field goals in there. <laughs> Just four touchdowns. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Seriously? One a quarter. Well, he is a dummy, folks. All right. Our defense is going to eat their lunch. I got, I got, I got 35-27 Rams. There is no way they're scoring that many points on the Cowboys. All right. So let's, well, yeah. 35, 27 Get it. Rams. Get it. Mark the tape, somebody. Yep. Mark the tape. I've already marked it. Now then, speaking of professional football players, today we're talking about the fact that there is nothing toxic about masculinity. That is quite a catchphrase these days, that masculinity is toxic, that there's something with what is being masculine that is wrong. And then, and I don't, you know, we did the whole transgender thing not that long ago, just talking about, you know, the APA being unscientific in its approach, being just strictly political. And man, if they just didn't come out and do it again. They did it again. They did it again. The APA put out, it's it's the American Psychological Association Guidelines for Psychological Practice with Men and Boys. I don't know why they felt the need to put this this completely unresearched, biased report out anyway, but they did. And here is one quote from it that just typifies the drivel that is in the report. Quote, indeed, when researchers strip away stereotypes and expectations, there isn't much difference in the basic behaviors of men and women. Now, when you're doing academic papers, you and I both, when we had to do our academic papers and in in the field that we're in, you use the APA style of writing right? I did. So the APA actually sets the style by which research is written, and yet they don't do research. Because they make that statement, when you strip away the stereotypes and the expectations, there really is no difference. They made a declared, if they were in my class, 
I would have marked off. Sure. They made a declarative statement with no citation. Well, and not to mention physiologically the testosterone rush that happens to males in utero (laughs) that makes them different. That makes them males. But again, you've got the APA making a political statement. Little bitty boy plane. (laughs) What movie? uh, Three Amigos. (laughs) How How do you know it's a male plane? Great movie, by the way. Three Amigos. So they make a declarative statement like that, and it's like, hey, we're the APA. We can just tell you this with no research, no citation, nothing to back it up other than just their warped political opinion. Because when you when you say things like that, well, first off, if you've ever had children, you know how ludicrous that statement is. You will see, and I remember when Ruthie and Lucas were tiny, little tiny they would have, you know, dolls or toys or whatever. And Ruthie, at, you know, 18 months or whatever, babies, they're, they're not even barely walking. So they're not socialized. They haven't had stereotypes and expectations placed. They're babies. And Ruthie goes, la ti da ti da da ti da 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 playing with the dolls and they're walking hand in hand. And Lucas takes the dolls and just bangs their heads together. Today, we, we had Jay, your son, your three-year-old. So what toy do you want? I want an alligator. Well, why do you want an alligator so he can eat people? There's just, <laughs> if you've had children, you know there is a fundamental physiological difference. And mental. And mental and emotional difference. So, again, we're, we're, we're living in a time. And I find it, there's this war on masculinity that maybe people are aware of. Maybe they're not, but I find it interesting that there's not necessarily a war on femininity. Yeah. Riddle me that, Batman. Well, especially because what the APA, again, in in their politics, they're embracing sort of extreme feminism. I don't really know anybody that's not a feminist. If by feminist, you mean you want women to be whoever they... I want Ruthie to be anything she wants to be. And she's good enough, she's smart enough, and doggone it, people like her. Well, I mean, she's probably not going to be president. She could be president of these United States. No, she's probably not going to... I'm not talking gender issues here. I'm just talking about limitations of the person. Probably not going to be an NFL football player. Be on the Food Network. There are some things. But I, she could be anything she wants to be. Sure. And that's great. And I want her to, and I want her to be paid if she's doing a job exactly. You know, I want her to be paid just like a I don't know anybody that's not a feminist in that practic, practical sense. But when you take extreme fin- feminism that came up with the idea, hey, all college campuses are a rape culture. That just, you know, if a, if a girl goes to college, well, get ready, because every girl who goes to college is raped by every boy that's in college. It's, 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 an, it's, a, it's an extreme political view that the APA has adopted because it falls under their umbrella of the way they look at politics. But when you have the APA doing it, it's under the guise of science. People are going to read that report. Hopefully most of them will use it when they run out of toilet paper. But other people are going to read that report and they're going to go, wow. The APA says there's no difference. Well, you just strip away the stereotypes and the expectations. There's no difference between boys and girls. And they're going to think because it comes from an authoritative source that it's an authoritative statement. And it's not. It is an opinion, and it's a political opinion. And ultimately, it neuters God's design. He Without question. He created male, he created female. And, and he declared did that with them good. purpose. 
And that purpose was so that civilization, but probably more importantly, our homes, can realize their potential. Without masculinity, we can't uh, capitalize on God's original design. They are, uh, male and female are complementary of one another. And if you take away the masculinity, well, you miss half the equation. When they make statements like that, again, it's anti-science, it's anti, as you mentioned earlier, testo- it's like ignoring testosterone and what it's its purpose is. Its purpose is to make boys boys. It's anti-reality. It's anti-common sense. But, you know, this all comes about when you have a society that lives under such peace, uh, such prosperity, that we have nothing else to do. And you know why we have such peace and prosperity? Because toxically masculine men men beat the Nazis (laughs) and won the Cold War. I mean, because Uh, of the very nature of what they're complaining about. And women, although not at that time. Well, yeah, there were were women pilots. I mean, women have always played a really important role. But for the most part, they were not in the trenches or they were not storming Normandy. That was... They were making bullets. That was... Yeah, my mother welded ships during World War II. So they played a vital role. But they were not on the beaches of Bataan. Those were toxically masculine men that provided the country that we're now in. And we have so much peace and we have so much prosperity. You can have morons addressing an issue like this that's not even an issue. Yeah, we've talked before. We doubt that the starving family in Africa is questioning masculinity. They, yeah. they don't have time. To, they don't have time. It's to. hierarchy of needs, and yeah. and we just have all of our needs, so we can sit here and just question things that don't need to be questioned, that aren't questionable. And that's the you know again coming from the APA, we all talk about fake news, and oh, there's fake news, which there is, and it's just so sad. You know, there is no longer a place where you can just go and get news, just news. Here's what happened, except for the paradox. Well, here, here you can get unbiased, just a statement of facts. Yeah, we never. Give call, opinion. Call people morons Mm-mm. like a couple of minutes ago. But not only do we have fake news, but now we're having, from, from, from the bastions of academia, we're having fake science. I mean, the, the, the AMA, the APA, they're, they're making, those, these organizations have become political in nature. And when you have something like this report come out, it's, it's like we said about the transgender, it's not science-based. It's not research-based. And even if they do quote research, if you look it up, it's the lamest, the, the worst research possible that wouldn't fly under any circumstances. So we just have to take captive every thought we're instructed and to do. To be clear, masculinity is not solely military football. No. Masculinity is, has a wider breadth than that. So it doesn't have to be one or two or even five things that it might look like within your child or even your husband, but there has to be masculinity. It just has to be acknowledged, even if it looks like different things. Yes. When the extreme feminist, again, I would, again, I don't know anyone that I, that's not a feminist. I don't, I'm sure they exist, but I just don't know, personally know anyone who just wants to discriminate against a woman. But the radical, extreme feminists are the ones that are, that are seemingly defining what masculinity is, as though the word masculinity in, is, in itself is bad or wrong. 
and it's not. You know, mascul- masculinity isn't rape culture. Masculinity is arresting and imprisoning people who take advantage of women. I mean, masculinity is kind. Masculinity is powerful and yet restrained. You know, Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist, you know, he talks about how men, all people really, but men need to be dangerous. And people freak their freak when he says that. And he says, you know, because, you know, if, if men are not capable of doing harm, then peace doesn't matter because they couldn't do anything. That The idea is that a man has the potential to be dangerous, and yet he chooses not to. He, he wants to take that power, and he, and he wants to use it to help and protect people, not the other way. That's what masculinity is. And again, but... The, the far you know reaches uh, of of politics they want to they want to first take the vocabulary they want to take words and now all of a sudden masculinity in is in and of itself thought to be a negative and it just simply isn't and it, it can be of course just like radical feminism can be you know a bad thing in and of itself masculinity to your point was designed by God to be utilized in people's lives as a very good, positive thing. And to tell you the truth, for the most part, in a lot of ways, it has been used that way. For every example of how you've got really negatives of masculinity, you can have 10 examples of positives. So how do we solve this in our six to seven minutes remaining? I think the first one, for me at least, is a no-brainer. We have to celebrate masculinity. Yeah, Due to the testosterone, men are going to struggle with a little bit more violence. And that's not against women, but JJ, the first thing he does when he's upset is he crosses his arms and he squeezes his body real tight and then he goes to hit something. Mm-hmm. That wasn't Ruth. There's going to be a little bit more violence, uh, a little bit more anger and aggression in that anger. They're going to be more physical. J Bud would rather headbutt me than hug me. Mm hmm. And that's just kind of part of it. Uh, They're more visual. They're more physically stronger as they age. They grow hair on their face. I mean, it's just the the examples are limitless. (laughs) Of how they're different. As far as how we can celebrate that. And it really... And allow it. And I guess celebration is allowing. And it's not trying to have our boys sit still and have a two-hour conversation with me on how their week went when they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. Your girl might do that. But you got to allow your boy that doesn't necessarily have that those words to not do that. And I think it's important that we affirm our son's masculinity, you know, from an early age, teaching that, you know, we always <laughs> say that, you know, dads tend to prepare boys and protect girls. And you see that. I certainly did that with you. I did not just harp on the girls to hold doors for people or to to say yes sir and no sir like I did you I mean I mean I wanted them to but with you it was like this is what a young man is and this is what you do and and you hold you take chairs out for ladies and you teach them and you affirm within them masculinity you want to try you know hey you come help me with move this chair when you're a tiny kid and you can't really help because that's what guys do they take guys take their strength to be helpful. Speaking of masculinity, you know who just walked in? Would it be Jay? We got a third generation uh, Myers man here. Mm-hmm. Jay, but can you say hey? Men are also the strong silent up. type. Yeah. That's it. Say, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? All right, very nice. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. 
Well, there you have it. Uh, we have a walking, talking object lesson. It's important to affirm our children's masculinity and really help to develop, guide the development of like a Christ-like masculinity. And if you want to talk about a positive role model for what masculine is, let's just look at Jesus. When he could have rained down nukes, he chose not to. He restrained himself. And even when Peter cuts off the ear of the soldier when they come to arrest him, you know, it was his gentleness. It was Jesus's gentleness. And yet he also, when his father was being offended, stops, fashions a bullwhip, and he drives people out of the temple, the money changers. So Jesus is a perfect example of controlled power and power that is used for good. What is good, useful, God-honoring masculinity? And to that point, it's not that, so to say that men are controlled power, it's not that women aren't powerful, they're powerful in, in a, a different, different way. way. And that's, that's, that's the thing. We want to neuter men to allow women to rise up. Yeah. And it, well, they're already up. <laughs> they're already up. They're just different. Women are able to do things men are not able Absolutely. to do. You know, we talk about what men can do, but women are able, they do things that men can't. There are blatant, obvious gender differences, and instead of sniveling and whining about how it's bad, again, you just celebrate the way that God created us, and you go on about your business. Women succeed in virtually every, every domain there is. They succeed, as do men. Men and women tend to, not because of cultural norms, but because of personal preference, they tend to choose different Careers take different career paths, but God has ordained each of the sexes to be good, and they are useful in their own way. And so the reason why we're talking about masculinity specifically is masculinity is in the crosshairs. Right. You know, it's it's not really being threatened, but people are attempting to threaten it. Correct. And so today isn't this celebration of masculinity just to celebrate masculinity. Ultimately, it's, it's a celebration of both genders yeah. because there is power and there is success, however you want to define it. And there are fantastic ways to use your gender well. Bottom line, there's nothing toxic about masculinity or femininity, either one. And so just be careful, especially with the APA. If you see any article, anything that the APA has come out with something, take it with a grain of salt, because these guys are more politicians today than they are scientists. If you want more information about this episode or any previous one, it's paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there. We appreciate you guys for listening. Take Bye. care. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.